0: On today's episode of the Homeboys Podcast, we're gonna be talking about the best way to acquire real estate for every different level of investor out there.
1: We're gonna cover the best methods and properties for beginners to purchase that will help them avoid catastrophic and costly mistakes. We're gonna cover how investors with a little bit of experience can then take things to that next level. Finally, we're gonna cover what smart investors do once they
0: become experienced experts in real estate investing. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the homeboys. we yeah. oh. Lip stuck on a pig. A big shifter. Uh, basically, they were giving us a property and a million dollars. Homeboys taking the suck out of real estate. Hey, everybody. You're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast. We have a very exciting topic to discuss today. We are talking about acquiring real estate, no matter what level of investor you are. My name is Clint Wetherill, and as always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Scott Adams. Yeah, we're going
1: to talk about um, the best ways and the best p- uh, properties for begin- for beginners to be able to purchase and get into real estate. We're going to talk about for kind of that intermediate level uh, investor who has a few properties under their belt, how they can bring things to that next level. And then finally, we're going to talk about expert level investors and kind of what they focus on so uh, you can see what you're going to be in the future once you become an expert. So before we get into that, how are you, my friend?
0: My back's out. Yeah. I'm hurting.
1: It sucks getting old.
0: It does. These stools are actually somewhat make it, they make it okay. But, uh, you know, we talk about being old fuddy duddies mm-hmm. and I'm an old fuddy duddy in more ways than one, but you know, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You, yeah.
1: you good as well? I'm good. You know, um, which, you know, we're no longer beginners in real estate. We're no longer beginners in anything. We are uh, old and uh, decrepit and and experienced.
0: It's scary to think how quickly time has gone by, and how yeah. quickly you know how fast you know the twenty years has gone by us, knowing one another, us going into business together. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to get into this. You know, by you know, first saying it's it's kind of humbling to hear you talk about what we're going to be talking through on this podcast, because time goes by so fast. It does. So you know, I think back to when I technically was a beginner it does not feel like that long ago i know you know and while you're explaining it, i'm like uh you know i guess i'm an expert you know uh, <laughs> yeah but how you know, anyone would that happen but you know i think that's what uh-huh. our podcast is all about you know we 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 like helping people create wealth uh, thankfully the lord's been good to us and we've we've achieved that you know, financial success that real estate can, can bring. And we want to make other people millionaires yeah. in the process. So, so. Well,
1: let's start with a pro tip then. Um, this, this is a, a pro tip from something you and I talk about off camera all the time, which is there's this, this real push that you see out there on social media to, you know, borrow as much as you can and, and extend the terms as long as you can and invest the rest and, and, you know, find the way to borrow, borrow to buy the biggest property. And the pro tip is don't do that. Go slow, be conservative. You can reach the wealth with so much less risk if you don't listen to people like that.
0: So, Real estate investing is definitely a marathon. And I'm so glad you, you, you comment on it because it's literally at the core of what we want to preach to other people is that, you know, I say this all the time. Start making smart, conservative decisions today. It's amazing what 10 years you know, will do for you. You you will be a millionaire in 10 years. If you do it the right way, you do it conservative, you make smart decisions. You're not in it for that quick buck, you know, that, that fancy guru mentality of pulling up in a fancy car and having a, a, you know, a yacht and, you know, homes and all this stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And people that go into it with that dream in their mind, so many times they burn out and, you know, it just doesn't work out So, and yeah,
1: so that applies, uh, you know, very specifically to beginners. You know, you, you have to, you have to be willing to make this a marathon and you will get to the point where you can have the cars, the yacht, you can have all of those things. Will you want them? Maybe not. After you've learned how much wealth you can build through real estate, maybe you'll slow
0: down, be able he's to enjoy rich life. And he just <laughs> bought a 30 year old Jeep, uh, Wrangler, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, I mean it's the but simple thing. But it's things.
0: awesome, though. I mean, it's a thirty-year-old Jeep Wrangler yeah. with a big shifter, uh-huh. and you know, my brrr. wife, my wife has to like <laughs> climb a ladder to get <laughs> into it. Well, I can't wait. I, yeah. You just got it. I can't wait for you to to, to bring it into the office. I'm Very excited. I haven't driven a stick shift in forever. I'm kind of yeah. you know excited to. If you'll allow me to, to take it to, you know, for you know, Of course. What's mine is yours. Thought. What I really like is that it's, it's, like, meant for all weather. So, like, I prefer to drive it, like, in a downpour I with know. the top off. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no carpet. There's no radio. It, you literally can leave the top off and just get rained on. It's made to be hosed out. Plastic
0: seats. Oh, it's just Are we weird because we think that's amazing? Because uh-huh. I think it sounds absolutely yeah. uh-huh. amazing. Like, I can't <laughs> right. wait. But yeah. I think it's I think it's cool though too cuz you and I, you know, we're, we're like an old married couple and we we have a lot of the same thinking, but I think that that's cool, you know. And you could afford whatever car you wanted, but that's what you chose to yeah. to ship here from North Carolina, I think. Yeah, right from
1: North Carolina. Yeah, I would rather spend 10,000 on a fun Jeep and have a lot of wealth built up than spend Two hundred fifty grand on a Ferrari.
0: Well, I'd argue that in five years, that ten thousand dollar purchase you got's gonna probably be worth ten to fifteen thousand. <laughs> who knows? Or Twenty, you know. Who, right, right now, you know, cars
1: are a weird thing. They appreciate. Who would ever thought? It's nuts. So, okay, back to beginners. What type of property should beginners focus on? What's what do you, what do you think is the best?
0: Entry? I think it's important to say that everyone's investment strategy is doesn't have to be the the path that I took, and you know it's different. I believe in safety conservative real estate investing, and especially with people that are just getting started. You know, you can go back and listen to, to previous podcasts where we talk about single family versus multifamily. And there's so many more risks that go in with multifamily. I think that when you're getting started, I would really, really, really encourage going the single family route.
1: Let me take that one step further. There is a single family route that is the most conservative That is the easiest, and it is the greatest way to learn because it involves professionals who you can just soak in the information from, and that's called turnkey single-family real estate. What's beautiful about it for beginners is if you do your research right and you hook up with the right group, uh, the right a provider of these properties. You're going to be able to learn from them. Now, you're not getting the best deal on the world in the world and hitting the ground with a ton of equity in your house. But if you work with the right group and are selective on which property you pick, you will get a great property that has already been done for you. So a lot of that risk is gone of screwing up a rehab or all these other things, but you'll get to learn from the best in the market.
0: So just so our listeners know, when you say group, we are talking about a company in a specific market that provides turnkey homes, whether that that market be Indianapolis or Memphis or Charlotte or Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Um, We named a lot of the ones that we know personally. Right. Um, Yeah, you named some of the top markets.
1: And you can look at all all kinds of articles to kind of see where... Uh, those markets are that are considered the best markets for owning investment single family residential real estate, and Clint just named a bunch of them. But Money Magazine always puts out a list. Yahoo Finance does too. And uh, I want to ch- I want
0: to I want to challenge you though, because as you and I know, there are a lot of bad turnkey providers out there. There are. So I agree that going the turnkey route, especially for a beginner, is a great way to invest in real estate and. You know, you can do it um it's easy to do across the country if you have if you have the right the right person. Well that's a but, pro tip. Let me pause mm-hmm. you real
1: quick before you get mm-hmm. into your next point, if I could. Yep. Which is for a beginner, don't be scared to this the, this is a very important pro tip. Don't be scared to buy properties in markets you don't live in. You have access to the entire country. So go to the markets where the it makes the most sense to own investment real estate. So pro, pro tip number one, you don't have to buy in your backyard. And in most cases, you should not buy where you live. That is not the best market. So that's just a pro tip, but I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, 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 not at all. I, but I think it's important to, to explain the vetting process because we've been, we've been doing this a long time. We've seen um, provi- providers come and go, you know, quite a bit. Uh, so why don't you tell us, you know, what are some of the best ways that our listeners, you know, who are just getting started in real estate or new to turnkey, what is what is the best way for them to find one of these turnkey providers?
1: Sure. Well, you can find all of them online, but one of the best, quickest ways to vet them, and this is just step one of the vetting, is to make sure that they've been in business for more than five years. The bad ones come and go usually quicker than that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a little more conservative, I would say you could even bring that out to 10 years. You know, At this point, the really good ones have been around for 10 years. We've been around for over 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so have a lot of good ones. So that's step one, how long they have been
0: there. Five to 10 years, I yeah. think that's a, a good benchmark because, like you said, you don't have somebody out there you know, ripping people off and providing garbage in it for very long you know if they've been in it 5 to 10 years and you ask for some reference some client references from these providers you know that's a great that's a great place to start yeah
1: i think number two, the number 2 thing is a little kind of outside of the box and most people probably wouldn't put it as their number 2 but i know he would too he will agree with me which is you have to mesh with the people feel them out if if you get a good feel for them he goes on his gut a lot he believes in he can size people up better than a lot of people, but if get a feeling for who those people are, and if you get any, you know, your spidey senses start going off, there's plenty of other providers. Just walk away and go find a different one.
0: Yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, you know, especially in today's economic climate, and I don't know. I feel like I am pretty decent at, uh, at sniffing out a snake oil salesman. And, you know there's there's lots out there so you really really have to be careful I mean there's people that that do it that literally have no business doing it whatsoever right um, but uh but you're right you know you have to you have to be in business with people that you like and respect yeah. you know and if I don't like and respect somebody you know I don't even want them to be our customers to be right. to, to be to be quite honest it's um, a great point we've we've fired a lot of customers because they don't this is a relationship
1: business. you're going to go into with these folks. So if, if they're just trying to sell you a house, that's a bad sign because this is a relationship where you, people like us and the good providers, they want to see you succeed. Their entire goal is to maximize your returns. In fact, we have a fiduciary duty to our clients to do that because we're licensed and, and certified. So there's certain rules that we have to follow and, you know. Make sure these people are licensed. Make sure that that they have your best interest um, at, at the core of it, and there's plenty of them out there that do. And then that would bring you to maybe the number three thing to check for, which is if they're selling junk houses with lipstick on them, lipstick on a pig. What was the other term we heard today? There's another term for lipstick on a pig, but um, uh, if they're selling junk, I always junk,
0: talk about a guaranteed piece of crap. Yeah, or a yeah. shiny turd. If right. they're
1: shining up turds and you, selling them to you, it's hard
0: to polish a turd and make it work. I know.
1: So. so don't that that's don't buy from folks who peddle in that stuff. Those people usually come and go. I doubt they'll be around for after f- for five to ten years. But if they are, and some of them are sneaky enough to make it past five years, if they're selling junk, peddling you know low in, lower income properties, don't do it. Right. You know, stay away from them. And I think those are the, unless you have any others, those, those tips should get you there.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, turnkey, you know, means that they, they're going to take it from A to Z. You know, they have property management included property management questions are always good to, to vet these providers because property management is really what brings the whole process, True. you know, full, full circle. So like you may, you may, you know, focus in, on the management piece of it. Property management's a hard business. There's lots of moving parts. It's hard for even the greatest ones, you know, so, you know, really, really pay close attention. Um, And you really want a turnkey provider that has their own in-house property management. If they don't, you know, they're like, well, sold it to you. See you later. Um, You know, you really want someone that is vested into that property. You know, we, we don't sell anything that we don't, we wouldn't want to manage. So we, we sell only good properties in, in good neighborhoods because we do all the property management within, you know, one of our, one of our areas of business. So, you know, very important. Um, I think this is a great place to start for beginners. Um, you know, there's lots of, lots of great companies out there that can help you with that. And
1: and, and you can keep working your full-time job and living your life because, you know, you've got a great team that's doing it all for you. And most importantly, as you build up your portfolio, just continue to watch what they're doing and learn from them. Don't be scared to ask them questions. If they're a good good provider and they care about you, which they should, they'll share, they'll share everything with you. They they want you to learn and, and succeed. And that way, when you go to step 2, being an intermittent an intermediate investor, you'll have a lot of knowledge and you'll have a lot better chance of success than, you know, those those first 0 to 5 houses that you own if you went out and tried to do it on your own. Man, there are potholes to step in all over the place. So, yeah. inter- intermediate investor, now we can get into some different avenues to to increase your portfolio from that five houses. Say,
0: so I, I, you know, brought some notes in yeah. here because I'm a very simple man. I, I did, you know, graduate up to typing these instead of writing them in crayon <laughs> like I normally do. Yeah. But uh, you know, so intermediate, you know, we're thinking somewhere in that five, ten, fifteen, yeah. you know, you know, property range. So. Explain to us, kind of, what an intermediate investor is looking for. So we 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 went through the the beginner. Turnkey is a great way to get into it. Single family, especially, right? It was a great way to do it, get into it. So bringing it into, you know, our next level, the intermediate. You know, yeah. Explain it a little.
1: Let's, now it's time to kick open some doors and try some stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got enough base knowledge. that you
0: got your feet under you. Yeah, you're yeah. going to
1: be okay. You'll be able to overcome some of the stuff that you'll run into because you will run into issues when you try to do this thing that the experts have been doing for, you know, 20 plus years and thousands of clients.
0: Well, the experts still put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It's, it's real estate. Sure. There's... there's situations come up there's nothing you can do about it yeah you
1: know? it's real estate is not smooth the experts their whole job was to take as much of the suck out of it for you as they can um, that doesn't mean real estate didn't suck for them it's difficult if this was easy
0: i like that the homeboys taking the suck out of real estate <laughs> yeah it's kind catchy <laughs> it's, it's cool. catchy get some shirts made maybe yeah you know. but but once you're in in the
1: intermediate phase, you can open up the door to a few things. You can open up the door to multifamily. I still suggest if you're going to do multifamily at this stage to do it turnkey. So there's turnkey providers that have multifamily. You're probably ready for that. You could also do what's called the burr method, but if you want to take these one at a time, let's touch on multifamily, uh, turnkey. Okay. You know, you're ready for that. You've experienced the ups and downs that single family brings you. You uh, it's just going to be single family times X number of units. So um, you'll get to learn a lot, lot here. It's, uh, there's, a, there's more differences than a person might think between multifamily and single family. Mm-hmm. If you do it with the experts, A, you know that they're going to have vetted the property and it'll hopefully be the right property in a right area, especially if you've already worked with this group.
0: That's that. That's key. I mean, if you if you're getting into multifamily, it'd be great to have a relationship with your provider, your realtor, how, however you've you've acquired acquired right. properties, because, you know, in the market that we're in, we talk about it with multifamily a lot. And if you listen to, to any of our content, you know, we're, we're saying it over and over again that everyone thinks multifamily is sexy and that's the way to, to financial freedom through real estate. There's a lot of really bad multifamily out there. Um, our market is littered with them and I can we could have uh, four podcasts long of showing you houses that simply don't work you know here in Indianapolis but on paper they look good. So I think it's important to to kind of talk about, that just a little bit with multifamily.
1: Yeah. So we see multifamily as, as the way seven out of 10 times to uh, not become wealthy and successful. We see it seven out of 10 times as the fastest, you know, fastest way to get to bankruptcy court and, uh, and living, living under a bridge with your wife driving by in her Mercedes with her new boyfriend, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's, it, it can be tough. So you got to be careful. And most of the stuff that is being peddled out there, um, is dangerous stuff because good multifamily investors hold on to it. They don't sell it. They keep great it. Great point. And a lot of multifamily in a lot of the cities that we mentioned that are great rental markets are older and in bad areas. It's just the way it is. It's,
0: oh, here in say Indianapolis. It. I mean, lots of 1900, 1910s, 20s, 30s, 40s multifamily that the returns look good on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them can, can be, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it can be very scary with how great the returns look versus to what the reality is.
1: Yeah, we have a whole episode that you can go back and check out on on multifamily and what to watch for. But to summarize it real quick, it's we just believe in going high-end when it comes to multifamily. It keeps you out of trouble. And it's uh, it, they're great. They, they, they make the best properties for long-term wealth building.
0: That's easy. To, the higher the rent, Generally the lower the maintenance. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very easy, you know, equation to adopt. I mean, if you've got a multifamily that you're renting out for a 250 aside, you know, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get a lot more issues than, you know, a thousand aside. Right. Just, it's just how it is. I mean, it's, uh, the lower the rent, you know, you really need to be, be scared about it. Like it's, it's hard to make it work. You get it, you get a tenant in there that doesn't pay their rent uh, this guy calls it the the, the cycle of death. Mm-hmm. It's killer. We need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. The cycle of death. Trade but the, market. It, but the cycle of death is, you know, the tenant goes in, evicted, then you have to re-rent it, fix the property up, and the, then the cycle of death just continues and continues and continues. So you got to be very, very cautious of that.
1: Yeah. And then, um, so so again, just to to clarify, when you're getting into multifamily and you're that kind of intermediate investor, we still think you should do a turnkey or with a group or a, a, even a realtor who knows Seasoned what they're doing. Seasoned
0: investment property realtor.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Seasoned investment property realtor or a turnkey group that can, can help you walk through it because you may think that you have the answers after having five single family properties and you'll have a ton of experience, but don't fool yourself. You'd still multifamily experience is very different. So, just we just really recommend getting help on your first multifamily this way. The other option, if you want to just add more single family, you can always you can always continue to buy turnkey. That's a, always an option for you. It's easy. It's conservative. You keep your job, and they do it all for you. But if you wanted to try to build a little bit more equity in each property that you have, hit the ground with a little equity and a good property, you can do the burr method.
0: Buy, renovate, rent, rent. Return, refinance, oh, refinance, repeat. Yeah, say it again. Buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because we called it the triple dip. It was called in our career, so it it's it's yeah, been Burr. a product and a way to invest forever. Right. It's just a new fancy term. Yeah, so
0: Burr's been, you know, people have been calling it the Burr for the last seven, eight years, yeah. nine years, something yeah. like that. But. You're right. It is a way to, to get in with a little bit more equity um, than, you know, the turnkey route. The risk, you know, so people are asking, well, why would I just not do the burr method over the turnkey method? Well, there are more risks. You are finding your contractors to fix up the place or you're fixing it up yourself, which I don't recommend. It's hard to scale any kind of real estate investing whenever you're inside painting uh you know the walls i used to be that guy so i can i can tell you when i started my career i did all of that but you know in today's labor um climate you know it's it's really hard to find good quality you know people to work on houses so the bird method you're finding them you know turnkey when you're buying a turnkey property from a good uh, provider they are responsible for you know uh all of the repairs and they're guaranteeing them in most cases i know scotty and i have in our careers um but you know in the burr method you're going out and finding your own contractor so if you write them a ten thousand dollar check to fix x y and z and they run off with it you know that's part of your investment uh you know equation and it happens all the time so you have to be very very cautious
1: so that that's a good pro tip which is here's a pro tip if you're going to do the Burr method, you have to do it in your own backyard. You have to do it in your own market. You have to do it in a place where you can get to that property and keep eyes on it and do all of that. So the pro- one of the, the d- bad parts of the Burr method is you really do need to d- do it in your own home market. And if you live in a market that isn't a great market for investment rentals and the returns just aren't there, then the Burr method is not for you. Don't do it. It's Don't try to do it from far away. So
0: you're saying all of our listeners out in Beverly Hills probably not the probably not the thing <laughs> yeah. to do. We got a lot of Beverly yeah. Hills listeners. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking.
1: well, my to my Beverly we Hills. A, what's the closest market they could do that in? There might be something close enough, like three four hours away, that they could. No, there's not. What am I saying? No, it's California.
0: What am I saying? We, we do have a mountain of experience in working with people from the Bay Area. yeah, You know, and we know that market well because we have spoke at. Countless dozens, is, yeah. um, you know, scores of uh, of real estate events in the in the Bay Area, and yeah, I I I couldn't imagine being a real estate investor in the Bay Area if I had to just buy stuff in the Bay Area. That's why all of our clients in the Bay Area are purchasing in the Midwest.
1: Yeah, Bay Area, L A, all the way down to San Diego. That's the. That happens to be the bulk of where a lot of our clients live. And, and there's a reason that they don't invest there and there's a reason they don't do the burr method. It doesn't work from there, right? you know? And, and I, I just to not, I don't want to harp on this, but I can't stress enough how important this, this pro tip is to not do this from far away. And the reason I'm harping on it is because we didn't always listen to our own advice in this. And we have done this out of state multiple times and it, it's awful every single time it doesn't go right.
0: Oh, it could have been a lot worse for us because like <laughs> we had we had some properties in Florida and you know, thank the lord, you know, our our jobs have allowed us a little bit of flexibility, but like I literally packed my family up and went down to Florida to do a surprise visit to find out what on God's green earth was going on down there and caught, caught them red handed, you know, doing stuff like, you know, but Mm -hmm. if if I had a job where I couldn't have broken away, um, you know, we thought that we, we, we had found some people that, uh, that were trustworthy. The problem was, is we had one person that was trustworthy. A lot of the people that he was affiliated with weren't trustworthy and that includes, you know, a lot of the contract, you know, work, um, you know, I mean, one small example is this, this house was, uh, was channel front, um, I'm saying that wrong. Ocean. What's it's the, Ocean Front. You know, call it Ocean yeah. Front. Canal Front. Canal Front. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it had a, it had a pool with a lanai, you know, over it that uh, we got, uh, you know, we had to replace so much on our pools, like a $34,000 bill that they said. And then mm-hmm. I went down there and met with pool companies and got it fixed for $300. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they wanted th- 30 thousand dollars
0: grand.
1: And then when we questioned it, they acted like we were out of our minds. Right. And then when and this was their pool company that fixed it for the three hundred dollars. Right. We interviewed a bunch of pool companies and ended up going with their own pool guy. It was bananas. Yeah. So I mean, it's it. it you don't it's do hard this from to, far. It's
0: hard to do. You yep. know, far far away. Um, it got, it got real interesting because I'm a redneck from Southern Indiana. I went down there guns a blazing, getting ready, and then, the the lady that was in charge of it, her husband was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he was. Like he was. he was. Austrian, Yeah, with same know, he was, yeah. He was. yeah Like he right. showed up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "We're cool, man. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> no, you, cool. Just, just steal yeah. my money. No, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I said you all my, my wallets to your wife, and you know, everything's <laughs> cool. But, yeah. uh, but they were literally just you know stealing money from us. Straight so up. you know, we say this not to not to be funny, but to be real. I mean, this is a real life scenario that would have taken thirty plus thousand dollars out of our pockets and right. you know would have crushed the crushed the investment. It wasn't just the pool either. There was a whole litany of things that happened. So do your homework, be careful, be very cautious doing it out of state. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make work.
1: Yeah. So that brings us kind of to the next level. So at this point you're a beginner and you've had your zero to five properties. If you're smart, you do them turnkey. You learn a lot. You can then move on to multifamily turnkey or, or help from true experts and, Maybe do some burr um, properties if you live in a market where that works. Got a lot of experience now. A lot of time in. You've been burned all over the place. Learned the hard lessons. And uh, it's time to be an expert. Right. You know, This is a pretty open category because the truth is there's experts that go in all kinds of directions. It's one of the beautiful things about real estate mm-hmm. is you're able to adapt and you look at different markets and you can try new things. It's really neat.
0: We're constantly adapting. We are. You know, we're t- each 20 plus years into this and you know, we adapt.
1: Yeah. So experts hard to summarize in just a few things, but you know, some of the examples that you can do is you can start really looking for deals through tax sales because you'll start to understand values of properties and you can go to sheriff sales, foreclosure sales. You can, um, you can start developing your own properties because you've got contacts now. And um, it's just a wide open category once you're an expert. It's unbelievable that doors that open once you've gotten through the beginning and intermediate phases and you've learned a lot.
0: We're like literally like in one another's head because like I was getting ready to say that very thing. Like it's amazing once you get to expert how sometimes the deals find you, how the door. You said the door is open and and it's so true. Like look at all we're doing right now. And so many things have been, like, brought to us. Almost know? everything Almost anymore everything. is brought
1: to us. Mm-hmm. People come to us with, you know, different opportunities. And, and we don't do a lot of joint venturing. We, we, we're control freaks, if you can imagine. We like to drive our own ship. And, uh, totally. But people still bring us things that are just amazing. And we, we're not scared to experiment with new types of properties and different things still. So once you're an expert, it's fun.
0: And just because people are bringing stuff to you doesn't mean that you dive in. We, yeah, you know, we, we had uh, land that was uh, being given to us, you know, in a in a town relatively close from here, um, you know, quite a few acres, like you know, ten to fifteen acres that they were giving us if we would develop it. And then you go up there and you run the numbers and look at the rental numbers and you know analyze it and like, I mean, they couldn't pay us. You know, to take the property and make this well, work, they were really. If you break it
1: down more realistically, they were giving us the property and probably about a million dollars in a tax bond that would have made it into our pocket. That's a whole long, complicated process. On <laughs> very how that complicated,
0: works. we can't get into that. But but yeah, <laughs> but basically, they
1: were giving yeah. us a property and a million dollars, and we turned it down. Right. You know. So, but th- there's a lot that comes to us, and we are proud of the fact that we say no, no more than we say yes. Way more, in fact, we say no to. 10 deals out of every one we do and, um, but it's
0: probably putting it lightly.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, but at, at this point you find what your passion is once you're an expert and you've got all these properties and this experience, you know, walk away from your nine to five job and come have fun, dive into the deep end.
0: Yeah. And for me, the, the, you know, the expert, and I, I hate even saying that, you know, cause it sounds like we're being a little arrogant, but we, we have been doing this for 20 years. We have become very financially independent, you know, through real estate. Yes, we are experts. Um, You know, you, you, for me, I want to get into projects that are still safe. I'm not looking for the high risk just because that you're at the expert level. And we've got 450 doors being built this year. I'm not scared about them.
1: Why would you be? They're conservative. We're not swinging for the fences. We hit singles.
0: Well, one is a $23 million project. I mean, it makes you think just a little yeah. bit, you know. Uh, it
1: is, but, you know, we're not playing with the big boys. I know $23 million is a lot to you and I, mm-hmm. and it's a lot to most people. But the truth is, in that development world, $23 million is is nothing. I get it's, it. It's just a different world.
0: I get it, but we're not institutional. We're not. We're just a couple of idiot, overweight dudes. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, I, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, we have a $23 million, we've got a $10 million project going on. I think We've got a $4 million project, you know, going on, uh, you know, down in yeah. Southern Indiana, you know, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm super stoked about all of them. Right. And, and all of those deals were actually brought to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have to, you know, just go for the riskiest stuff once you're an expert. You know, we, we've maintained our, our philosophy of conservative investing, and uh, you're able to do that, you know, and, and chase the things that, that are pa- you can be passionate about. So Once you get
0: to be an expert, I mean, you know, the acquisitions change. A lot of times you see experts get their real estate license. You see them go into sheriff sales. You see them, uh, you know, foreclosure auctions. You, you see a lot of, you know, partnering with other people. Right. You know, all of that stuff. Um, I do think it's important to go through the beginner and inter- intermediate, intermediate stage before, you know, trying to dive in to that expert you know level i mean it's uh there's a lot involved i mean with some of these developments i mean the 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 back and forth that we have with the municipalities and you know the uh the legal aspects of it i mean it's it's so different than when you know say in 2000 you know, one and two whenever I was getting my start and seeing how Each realistic Each
1: phase was. of this is, it's exponentially more risky and harder and more complicated. It's not just, when you go from a beginner to intermediate, it isn't just a little bit more complicated and riskier, it's quadruple. And it's that and more once you go from intermediate to to expert. However, you can still do it in conservative ways and you can walk the steps and treat it like a marathon and and literally everyone can get here. I'm not just saying you have to get lucky and be smart. You can literally get here if you're willing to be patient and do it slow. And I promise you within 10 years, you will be a millionaire. I promise you if you do it slow, don't go out there and over leverage and swing for the fences, walk slow and you, I promise you'll be just like Clint driving a, Bug- a Bugatti, or is it a Lamborghini? I yeah. forget. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That is not true. <laughs> I drive a 1995 two-door yeah. Chevy Tahoe, and yes, I have. Yes, I am a millionaire. Yeah, um, and I think, but I think that that mentality is kind of the reason why we've had our success. Um, I tell everybody like. You can take every cent away from me this second and it really doesn't change who I am which is I more important. There's, you know, we love real estate, we love real estate investing. It can be a, a game changer for, you know, your family and generations of your family. But at the end of the day, I you know, it's I've learned this through time. It's not everything. It's still about being a good person. And I think that, you know, being conservative and having that mindset going in, yes, within 10 years you can be a millionaire, and you—I guess at that time you can drive whatever you want: Bugatti, Bentley, Lambo, mm-hmm. not, 1990 Jeep, you know. <laughs> 1994 Tahoe, <laughs> not, whatever not, you want. <laughs> not, not, not for me, not right. for me. But you know, I—I'm very proud to say that you know I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm old for having three and five-year-old girls. Their colleges are already paid for. Yeah. And um, you know, their weddings uh, right, know. is already, they're already set aside. I mean, it's. Our families
1: know. are provided for because we chose to live conservative, conservatively while finding success in real estate. It's a great way to live. We and I'm very s-
0: try proud it. of that. I'm very proud <laughs> of that. So. Yeah. But so, so let's summarize. Yeah, so, please.
1: So today we talked about each step and the ways to do each. So at a, as a beginner, we suggest turnkey, single family walk it in slow, learn from the best, find the best groups to work with. Once you've got a few of those under your belt, say zero to five, once you get to five, maybe you kick open the door for some turnkey multifamily. Maybe you uh, try to dig in, roll up your sleeves the way you did, and do some burr method out in your own backyard. uh, Loved it. And then once you've kind of learned those hard lessons and you've had people help you along the way, you know, and you have – you know ten plus properties and and years of experience. you can dive in and be an expert at that point, and the world is your oyster.
0: I get to sit next to this smart guy every day. <laughs> it is an honor and a privilege. And I mean that. You yeah, know, we joke likewise. about it you're're you're, you're very smart, and you know we this is the reason why we do this podcast. We want to bring it full circle. It's true. It's a marathon, and if you start making smart decisions now, you can be a millionaire within ten years and be generationally set, you know, for life. So that's what uh, that's what we're preaching. We're very glad that you walked through the steps of beginner, intermediate, and uh, expert real estate investor. There's a lot more to it. We're going to keep bringing you content on that and explaining it more. Tune in to the the homeboys every week. You can catch us on more on real estate as well. We're at the Homeboys Pod on TikTok and Facebook. We can't wait to see you. Till next time, happy investing.